And what's going on, everybody? What's up, guys? <laughs> Yo. So much enthusiasm. Come on. We are here for the Geeking Squad podcast, episode 11. Woo! Uno, uno. Yeah. Uno, uno. We'll go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Double Uno. <laughs> uh, I am one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Down the way from me, he's uh, he's got a wrapped up thumb, but I sure do. But he's he's hanging in there and everything. We have none other than Vito. And then uh, our we've got we've got a sleepy batch of glue over here. She's normally <laughs> she's normally the glue that holds us all together and keeps us going, but she's she's having a hard time keeping it together tonight. So yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm work. I'm here. Yeah. I'm not here. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to be pretty. <laughs> it is none other than. Megan. And uh, this show, I'm sure, hopefully by now you might know, but for any noobs that might stumble across us, we are based off of the Geeking Squad group that is on Facebook. And you can anybody can join. And there's no religion, there's no politics, there's none of that bullshit. It's just a bunch of people getting together and talking nerdy. <laughs> Talk nerdy to me. Exactly. <laughs> and we post about all sorts of stuff from sci-fi, action, cartoons, toys, uh, you know, real life science stuff, you know, just anything that geeks like us get into. Then we talk, we pick some of our favorite articles and topics and things, and we talk about it here on the show. And that is what you're going to get for the next hour, roughly, give mm -hmm. or take. But uh, before we get into that, I guess I don't really need to ask you guys how you're doing, because as we already said, Vito managed to uh, somehow slice his thumb open. Yeah. I make terrible first impressions with people. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What happened? What? what did you do? So I'm training someone new at, at work, and I'm like, all right, so this is how I separate the boxes, and this is how I'll, I'll open the box. And as I open the box... Oh, I it's a cardboard thumb. cut? No, it's a, um, a box cut, a razor blade. <sighs> And it filleted my thumb. Like I saw it go whoop, and then blood was coming out. I was like, uh oh, I'll be back. And then <laughs> 10 minutes later, I had a wrapped up thumb. But yeah. Oh, that's geez. how that works with me. Yeah. 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 yeah Sounds about right. right. <laughs> and I know Megan's been uh you're the you're the boss now, kind of. Well, you're not not the boss boss, but you're uh She the boss bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of, uh, you're in charge of a lot of stuff now. I'm in charge of a lot of stuff. They are keeping me very busy. Yeah. So I'm tired. She's trying to be the glue there and here. It's just, we're all running you ragged. You're all running me ragged. I can't, can't keep up with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Too old. All right. Well, then we will just do away with the niceties and all that stuff because I think we've got it all covered. Let's just delve right into it because there's a bunch of stuff to talk about. And uh, first things first, we're going to go into a segment that we very affectionately like to call... What's shaking, bacon? <laughs> if you guys can see his facial expressions when he does it, it makes it so much better. <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying to, it's got to be like the old, like, 1940s, you know, hawker, you know, yeah. kind of guy, like, trying to hawk something. It's like, it's like, hey, good looking, what you got cooking? You know, <laughs> that whole thing. But uh, in What's Shake and Bacon, we like to just uh, generally talk about a bunch of different uh, things that were mentioned in the group. Uh, first and foremost, 
recently, it obviously, this happened a little bit while back, but it's still kind of on a lot of people's minds and lips, especially those of us who are musicians and guitar players. We tragically lost one of the all-time most legendary, most important, whether whether you're a fan or not, you have to acknowledge his importance on the world of guitar playing and music in general, and is none other than the passing of Eddie Van Halen. But man, Eddie Van Halen was a huge influence on me. Big, big, big influence. Not that I can fucking play like him. But, I've but been, he inspired you. He inspired a lot of people. And it's cool, like, because there's people from all different walks of life and types of music and actors and all sorts of things that are, like, really acknowledging what an impact that he had on them in terms of... Because he was, man, he, in, he influenced everything, especially for guys like us, because yeah. never mind even if you like his music or not, but think about what he meant to, like, guitar making, amps. Amp, yeah. I was just going to say... Because if it weren't for him, you wouldn't have, you know, your favorite amp. There. I would not. Because <laughs> <laughs> you like, you play the 6505, which is they, you know, I mean, it's a 5150. Yeah, it's, just, it's just, they had to rename it once they lost the, PV lost the contract yeah. with Eddie, but it's still the same freaking amp. But Eddie designed those 5150s and we love those new 5150 amps. The 5153s, dude. Those EVH models, It's one man. of the best amps. Dude, hands down. Out, hands it's down fucking incredible amplifier yeah it's it's one of those ones that if we're touring and we can't we don't have our touring rig or whatever and we have to use a back line if they have a 5153 we're like that's it yep. we're using that <laughs> you know that's a that's a great yeah but i mean yeah i was Sometimes just I'll, if they only have one i'll have to hide it so larry doesn't see it so that i get to play it, you get it? Yeah. i I, <laughs> I usually defer and let Vito have the 5150 because i'm more used to using like marshals and things like that so i'm like okay i could plug into the marshal and get that i mean marshals are fucking great but a little bit trickier to dial in our sound if you don't know how to do it. You and know? I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So we, I, I'll usually defer and let Vito use the 5150, but I'm always a little envious. But luckily, most places have at least two. Usually. So yeah, most know. of these festivals do because it's such a great all-around amp. Yeah. But anyway, we'll, we could talk about this forever and ever. Yeah, I we'll, thought it was pretty cool how Spotify... Everybody like was downloading it, so he was like the top. And not only were people downloading it like for free on Spotify, but I guess even like iTunes sales, like people oh, were, iTunes as well? were nice. buying. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if iTunes is, you know what I mean, Apple Music, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the sales, actual sales of his music went up. So on the actual Billboard charts, nice. Like they've recharted again from what I from what I told what I'm told is that they recharted because there's been actual sales and stuff. I was really disappointed because along with a lot of other people, we were really hoping we would get at least one more Van Halen tour reunion thing because when I I, uh, Willie and Nunez and I went and saw them years back when they first reunited with Roth like a decade or more ago they were fucking phenomenal yeah phenomenal you know again and I was like you know I mean David Lee Roth is you know he's an acquired taste you either like it or you don't Roth is what he is, but the rest of the band and Eddie had his son Wolfgang singing and playing bass. He was only a teenager at the time. Fucking amazing. So I kept hoping they'd get it back together. And even if and even if Wolf wasn't going to do it, if they get Michael Anthony back, and there was a bunch of rumors going around last year that it was going to happen. 
Like it was getting real strong rumors. And then it like disappeared. And then around the beginning of the year, David Lee Roth was doing an interview with somebody. I don't remember. It was Stern or somebody. And they were like, what's going on? Are you guys going to reunite? And Dave was like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. And everybody was crestfallen. Like, what the fuck? Because there's been a lot of acrimony between them. Mm-hmm. And Dave was just like, yeah, no, I can't. I'm not at liberty to say it's up to the Van Halens to let you know. And even then, when he said that, the way it came across was like, oh, there's something else going on. And Eddie had a history of having cancer in the past. You know, he had beaten cancer, whatever that was, 15, 20 years ago or something like that. Mm. So people were getting a little worried about it. There'd been a couple of sightings of him saying, oh, he wasn't looking so good. And it turns out that's why. But just recently, their manager did an interview and they said, now that Eddie's gone, you know, can you talk about it? Were they, in fact, going to get the original four members to do a reunion? He said, yeah, that was that was all. Wow. That was like a done deal that wow. was going to happen, but just couldn't happen, Damn. man. So that sucks. That's, yeah, that <laughs> suck, man. <laughs> so you know what that teaches all you folks out there, especially right now? Most concerts aren't happening because of 2020 and everything. I don't know when they're going to come back, but just take this as an opportunity if you have that opportunity to go see that band you always kind of wanted to see or something, really, don't take for granted that you can go next time. Well, I'm not going to go this time. I'd rather go spend my money on horse shit like most people do, you know, on weed and cigarettes and McDonald's. You know, I'll go I'll catch them another time. There may not be another yeah. time, yeah. especially as they're getting older. We're, we're finding that out. I never got to see Tom Petty. I never, oh, yeah. never got to see Prince. I never got to see David Bowie. There's a ton of them I've never gotten. And now I there's no there is no chance. So learn from my mistakes. <laughs> Taking a complete uh, other twist though but speaking on things that there's been a lot of news of revivals there's like a lot of things that are being possibly brought back which is kind of cool i think all of it is cool some of us might not (laughs) (laughs) might not think it's all cool but the thing that i do think is cool is they are talking about for the we talked a few episodes about paramount plus yes we did which is going to be the new cbs Plus. Yeah, all access. All access, that's right. Yeah, so they're kind of stealing from the... Rebranding it. Right, yeah. And that it's going to have more stuff from other Paramount-related mm-hmm. networks, like Cartoon Network and stuff like that. But the one thing that they have now alluded pretty strongly to is possibly reviving Deep Space Nine. Mm. <laughs> Vito's like, nah. See, now... I, I don't know. i kind of looking forward to that one because yeah, right. like like the article said and stuff everything a lot of that was way before it's time so maybe now's a good time to bring it back and they're bringing back Cisco is what oh. Cisco the was a great are. yeah Cisco was a great captain I could not get into Deep Space Nine yeah but I heard that by season five or six it gets really good I just don't have the patience to sit through like four seasons man it's just a lot of time I know mm-hmm. I know um, yeah, I'm with you. I used to watch it on and off. I didn't watch it faithfully like the other Trek shows. Yeah. But I would watch it on and off and it was, you know, it was enjoyable. 
it was just there were times there were things that went on that I certain characters that I like Quark. I was like everybody yeah. thought Quark was great. I was like he's fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah I always thought those guys were annoying. <laughs> Ferengis are the worst. Yeah, I'm not big on Ferengis, but we'll get into that in a minute. Actually, yeah. we'll we'll delve a little more into that. But in any case, it is one of those shows that I've had so many people now. There are some people out there that are fucking fervent. Deep Space Nine fans. I Feldman. mean, yeah, our bass player Mike. Yeah, he's a big Deep Space Nine fan. There are some mm-hmm. Trek fans that I've come I've come across more and more of them that are like, "That's my favorite Trek show," and I'm like, "You're out of your tree. <laughs> you must be out of your tree, man." But you know, they make a good argument for it. Yeah, I I did not like it growing up. I hated that show, but I always had to watch it because my brother liked it. For yeah, some he reason. still likes he it. He still likes it. Yeah, but. Um, but now rewatching it recently, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's, I think again, it was up, just before it's time. Yeah, yeah. I think my hang up was they were just stuck on this space station. It's yeah. like Star Trek's supposed to be about going out and exploring the universe. Right. And you're just here talking about bullshit at a bar. It's like, yeah. And I think that's when the season four, season five is when they get a ship to go out yeah, and do more. Right. And that's and then why I guess it gets so much more interesting. It was like that Dominion War or whatever that is yes. at the Cardassians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that gets really good, but. I just hope they don't choose Star Trek out Star Trek, you know, yeah. and have so much stuff that people's like, I'm not going to watch this because I got well, this show I'm watching. And yeah, well, on that note, I mean, they are they've announced that there's this show that's coming out on uh, one of the kids channels. It's going to be Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's going to be uh, a Trek show and everything. And that's kind of cool because that could be really cool to get kids into Trek. And like have a new generation of Trek fans and stuff. But one of the biggest uh, bits of news regarding that is who they're getting to come back mm-hmm. and reprise her role on that show. And it is none other than Megan's favorite, mm-hmm. favorite yeah. Trek character of all time. I'm just going to cry for her now because she's going <sighs> to just cry. No, she's not. <laughs> she's not going to cry. Ugh. I will laugh so hard. What we're talking about is Captain Janeway <laughs> from Voyager. So Kate Mulgrew. And from what I've read, it sounds like she's really excited to yeah, do it. Yeah, she sounds very excited for it. Which I is don't, awesome. Yeah. The whole plot seems kind of dumb to me, but I may be a little <laughs> it's biased. It's animated. It's yes. animated it is, right? called Star Trek Prodigy. Yes. I believe. Yes. Yeah, but it's about these like wild teenagers or whatever, and they come across this derelict ship, and they decide, oh, we're just going to take this ship and go gallivant the universe. And they come across Janeway along the way, and she's going to cry them to death and get them oh. on track. <laughs> I That's guess. not the plot of the show. <laughs> some, tells me, some tells me that ain't it. Okay, I may have fudged the end of it, but... Yeah. See, if you if for the people, I'm sure I know a lot of our listeners already are well aware of this. <laughs> Megan is not a Voyager fan because she's never really given it a proper chance. I know. I know. But I got to get past the first few seasons when she stops crying. She doesn't cry that much. Oh. <laughs> that much. Yeah. I think I've seen two episodes where she cries and it's a, it's for the like she's crying because of a reason. It's not because oh woe is me. I'm stuck in the, you know, quadrant or when it's like no, there's a reason for she's it. A- Captain, she doesn't need to cry. Well, Hold she, your shit together. She doesn't cry in front of the crew. Let me just say, because Vito is a big, <laughs> big Voyager fan. Some days that's his favorite. Yeah, yeah. And Megan, it is her least. So let me just say, just like we were talking about Deep Space Nine, I promise you, because I went back and started watching Voyager 2. That first season, especially for me, 
did not age well. Okay, because I'm a big Voyager fan. I love Voyager. That first season and stuff didn't age well for me. But the later stuff, and then especially like when Seven of Nine comes into it and all that, and there, there's way more drama and dude, Species Eight Four Seven Two, like the man, Borg shit. It's just dude, off the chain. On a different note, and you are not allowed to say Janeway for this. Okay, <laughs> there was there was a little thing going on where they were asking in the group about what your favorite Star Trek villain was. Mm, damn. And that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Because you're talking a lot of villains and a lot of Trek. What would be your favorite Trek villain if you had to pick one? So the one I probably get the most enjoyment out of? Yeah. Those episodes would probably be Q. Okay. You like Q? But the ones that are most terrifying are probably the Borg. Yeah. That's what I thought you were going to say was the Borg. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it because they all are... It's all different kinds of villains. Right, exactly. Uh, I think those are my choices. Vito? I'd probably have to go with the Borg. Yeah. I mean, Species 8472 from Voyager's up there, but they're if you think about it, they're not really the villain. They're just reacting to a situation that they were put into because of the Borg. So in essence, the Borg are the true villain. Right. So it's got to be Borg all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially after watching Picard. Yeah, for sure. And seeing the aftermath of that, yeah. it's... Yeah, it's a tough one, man, because again, they're they're all different. I mean, my my initial instinct is to say Khan because mm-hmm. Khan mm-hmm. is such that quintessential like villain, you know what I mean? He's such like the the match, you know? I mean, like Kirk never really, I mean, I guess he did finally it in Wrath of Khan defeat quote, I'm putting air quotes here, defeat Khan, but even then, he still really, I mean, he barely, the only reason he did was because Spock gave his life to fucking make it happen. All these other people that Kirk had gone up against over the years, he always he always won in the end, you know what I mean? But Khan, he never really won. I don't know. If I had to pick just like a, a character, one character, I would say it's Khan. If I wanted to pick like a race, it's the Borg. All the other ones, it's like Klingons, Romulans, any of them, You, I feel like you can... You can defeat them. You can outclass them. Right. You can out- and you can sympathize with those guys. You can't really sympathize with the Borg. Well, you can now. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess the seven to nine when she defected or whatever. And but you? then she's yeah. But th- then they don't really become part of the Borg collective. They're an outside force now. So yeah. Well, you. J- I mean, yeah. but it still fucks them up for life. Yeah. They're I mean, ne- they're never the same. Yeah. Yeah, I you can't necessarily hate all Borg because most of these Borg did not choose to be Borg. Right. You know what I mean? It's the it's the collective that's the the hive mind. You know, I mean those are literally like anytime you watch and like even when we started watching Picard and everything and when all of a sudden it was like there's a Borg cube you're like Fuck. oh no <laughs> like, you say like all oh, Romulans are here you're like yeah okay you know whatever you know but yeah the Borg you're like oh shit. <laughs> That's nightmare shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally, when people like Picard and them are still just traumatized by them. That's a tr- yeah. They're a traumatizing villain. Yeah. Yes. So, all right. That was fairly easy, I guess, then. Yeah, I guess so. Didn't think it would be that yeah, easy. I never thought we'd actually all agree on something. <laughs> it's rare. <laughs> Taking a left turn from Star Trek, now we have to flip the script to the other side, and we're going to talk about Star Wars. Okay. Because unlike... All these other nerds out there that like to argue, I 
like Star Wars and not Star Trek, and you can't like both. Bullshit. You can fucking like both. Don't be such a <laughs> dork, okay? <laughs> but they have announced, and I'm really excited about this, that they are going to do a new Star Wars holiday special. But it's going to be a Lego Star Wars holiday special. I'm in. Well, M- Meg just loves the Lego movies. So yeah. good. Yeah, they are pretty funny, I have to admit. They're well done. There's a lot of like really cool like inside jokes mm-hmm. and stuff. Like they definitely cater towards adult nerds, yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But then they make it enjoyable for, for kids. The little kids. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of really cool things about this that they're going to do. First of all, they've got uh Kelly Marie Tran is coming back as Rose Tico. Uh, Billy D. Williams is going to reprise his role as Lando. Nice. Anthony Daniels is going to be C-3PO. There's going to be a bunch of the guys that did uh, the Clone Wars characters. So, like, supposedly Anakin's going to be in it, Qui-Gon Jinn, Yoda. Like, there's going to be all these characters in it. They're going to do it like the holiday special thing where they're going to, part of it's going to take place on Chewbacca's planet. And with the whole life day thing and all that kind of stuff. So I really hope there's all oh, sorts. No. <laughs> I really hope there's all sorts of like references to the, the holiday special because man, I'm sure they will. Th- they have to. They have to. People have wanted it. I mean, I know Lucas and them are so against it. You know, they, they, they would deny its existence if they could, but it's out there you know so they're not doing like a shot for shot remake of that no it's doing it's like a sequel okay it's actually a sequel to the holiday special (laughs) so it's going to be billy d and 3po and and rose and them are like going to be on kashik on chewbacca's planet and trying to like plan like a surprise like uh life day party for him but then there's like grandpa's not gonna have porn again right oh i know how about that (laughs) Yeah, Please. <laughs> yeah. The, the grandpa, the uh, uh, grandpa Wookie guy. Yeah, Chewie's dad, I guess it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that weird thing when he's watching that three D porn kind of thing, like yeah. soft porn yeah, bit. Do you was... remember that, Vito? No, no, oh, dude. Oh god, I we, I, I, I can see even... them referencing it, but don't please don't include it. I think you had sent me like a YouTube link to this movie, but I don't oh. think I finished like the whole thing. See? I just know, yeah, like, me either. I don't. What's, um, what's the fan like? Wub Wub or something like that. One of the no, no, no. That's you're Wub Nub. You're getting into Ewoks now. Okay. Don't confuse your Ewoks with your Wookies, <laughs> dude. No, there was Lumpy. Lumpy. That's what it was. A dumbass name. Lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> that's Chewbacca's son, and then Mala is his wife. Was Chewbacca's wife? Did you guys see that that picture that was posted? The guy made his horse an Adat costume, <laughs> and the horse got pissed off when he took it off. It looked cool. Too. It looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, that horse. They should put him in this movie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the Adat horse. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'd be cool. They should get somebody to ride him dressed up like an Adat driver. How fucking awesome! Adat driver. Be? Yeah, I have a little X-wing guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you Try go. Rope him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a have a have a, a snow speeder switch. Yeah, that would be cool, man. <laughs> Yeah, attach it to the back of them like on a long wire, kind of like those cat toys that you have that yeah, yeah, tank yeah. spins yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. They should just have a circling uh, snow speeder going around that horse. Is it that? <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Uh, last but not least for this segment, I know that there's something Meg's really excited about. I am, and I've I... never seen the first one. So, oh my gosh, it's so funny! I love it. What is it? Um, the Crudes Two. It's yeah. coming out November 25th, and I'm fucking going and seeing it. I don't care about COVID. I don't care about any of it. I'm going to see it, point blank. So period. it's actually going to be in the theater. It's in the theater, yep. That's cool. Yeah, so they, since they um, 
release trolls on video on demand. Yeah. Or whatever. So they're like, well, we're going to go ahead and release crudes, but we're going to do it in the cinemas. So nice. Good. November 25th is supposed to be the, the release date. Nice. So I will be going and doing that. Yeah, we should all go. Soon. <laughs> I, we should, uh, I we really should all, We haven't it. been to a movie in a fucking year. This we should true. all go. Yeah. Vito's like, I don't want I don't to even know what this here. is. No. It's it's about um a caveman family and they're like it's they trying to survive the world and all the monsters and everything, the dinosaurs, oh. all this kind of stuff. And the dad's like, Don't do anything. You stay I alive by not doing anything. And of course the daughter wants to go do everything. And then the the world's like literally ending, like Ice Age and stuff is like breaking apart, and they meet this other kid. He's like, I'll, I'll know how to do this. And they follow him across the world okay. to beat everything. So, in this new movie, they've met this new family called the Better Mans, hence better, um, that are more like evolved than what they are. So, it's kind of like a so survival like, of the They're fittest. like genetically engineered by aliens, like they took Neanderthal <laughs> Mans, and maybe, okay. maybe it is. You don't know. I liked this whole so. story the first time around when it was called the fucking Flintstones. <laughs> don't knock my fucking movie. I'm not no, knocking the Flintstones it. Flintstones I'd be too, interested. I'd be interested in seeing this. It's super cute. It sounds I like a it. human version of the Ice Age cartoon series. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it kind of is because the, the one kid. Similar concept. He makes them. He makes her shoes. She's like, ah, shoes. I love them. And I said, of course, I loved it. But oh, boy. I cracked up with that. <laughs> It's a cool cast, though. They got Emma Stone, Nicolas mm-hmm. Cage, Ryan Reynolds, Pink Peter Dinklage, Kelly Marie Tran again yep, is in is, it. Yep. She's gonna be everywhere now. Cloris Leachman, you know, yeah. So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should go. Maybe I'll go watch the first one and I'll see Please what do. I think, and then maybe we'll see. Maybe yeah. We'll... So if you'd be interested in the second one, but yeah, we'll see. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll go see it. I will definitely go see it. Time will tell. Time will tell. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. All right, guys, I think it is about that time that we get into a little bit of squad talk. And this is where we pick uh, a topic or a couple related topics and we delve a little deeper into it. This is kind of it's been a while since we've got into like any sort of science talk kind of stuff because we love that kind of shit. We'll always be talking about outer spacey things or different stuff, but it's been a little while. But this still kind of ties in with (laughs) my nerdy uh, Star Wars stuff that I love. But (laughs) they have finally, although it's. It's it's not quite what you would <laughs> hope it's a for. Step in the right direction. But it's a step in the right direction. They have finally created a real retractable plasma lightsaber. Plasma. Plasma. <laughs> makes you think of Earthworm Jim. <laughs> plasma. Earthworm Jim. Wow. Man, oh man. <laughs> but yeah, uh this guy 
that, that he's on YouTube. He's been around a while, and this isn't the first time he's delved into this stuff. They call him the the hacksmith. <laughs> His name is uh, James Hobson, but he's been for a while now trying to develop a light a lightsaber, and previously he had developed one where it was it was more like the prop where it had the hilt, but then it had the rod. Because if you've ever seen the the lightsabers they actually use on set, they have an actual rod blade kind of thing so that they can connect and mm-hmm. uh, they, they may not do that anymore i don't know if they still do that now because the te- cgi technology's gotten so much better but back and when they first did lightsabers they always fought with actual rod saber kind of thing so they could connect and it was easier for them to then go in and add the laser sword graphic over it and everything so what this guy did was he made that and he had to hook it up to this big pack kind of thing. It looked almost more like a Ghostbusters <laughs> pack you had to wear on your back. And it would make it light up and glow and it could slice through things and everything. Hmm. But it really wasn't a lightsaber. You know, it yeah. really wasn't the same thing. But this thing that he made is it's it's more like that right it's like did you did you watch it like, yeah he's using like liquid propane or something is that, to, okay that's what it is I didn't, the energy source i saw some of it but i didn't see he still has to hook it up it's not like a free form thing you can just pull right off of your belt or whatever. no no he's got i think he had like a big backpack and then the tank probably attached to his hip or might even be on the backpack right you know but right. yeah it's just sounds very dangerous man i don't know if you want to walk around with a tank of propane Strapped to you? Yeah, well, it's, no? I don't know. <laughs> I did watch some of it. Like I watched when he actually was like cutting through metal and stuff with it. Because, dude, this thing burns at four thousand degrees Celsius. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible idea. It, yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm just laughing because this guy's like holding it and talking to the camera, and he's like, "I did it. I made it." And he shot, and I'm just like. Oh, God. But, like, I get nervous sometimes when I just pick up, like, the butcher knife in my kitchen. Right. Because I know, much like Vito with his (laughs) damn thumb, I know... Things will turn on you in a second, man. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Things can turn on a dime. (laughs) And next thing you know, you're missing flesh, you know? And just the heat coming off that. I I mean... I was going to say, how can you withstand that? But he was. I mean, you saw me. He had bare arms. He was wearing, like, a fucking T-shirt and shit. Wow. Yeah, I mean, maybe well, he's just fucking bullshit and all of us, and it's all just CG that he fucking made up on his well, YouTube channel. Well, you know, people claim that, but he goes through step by step how this stuff is made. I mean, the dude has over 10 million subscribers. So he must be. For he must real. be legit then, right? <laughs> well, no, but I'm just saying, no, I, <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, he ain't faking it, man. He's got 10 million. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant was he has plenty of people calling him out yeah. on stuff that he's got to. <laughs> You know, it got approved to and everything. And uh, I mean, from what I watched and read of it, and it, it, it looked legit, but I don't, I mean, I know that everybody's like been going on for years about like, wouldn't it be amazing if they could make a real lightsaber? Wouldn't it be amazing? And I'm like, not really. I mean, yeah, it would be amazing, but it wouldn't be good. No. It wouldn't be good. I mean, you have to worry about, like I just said, you have to worry about if you see somebody coming with a knife or a sword or a pipe or a gun or anything like that. Now you got to worry about somebody having a fucking blade that burns at like 5,000 degrees. Like there, there's just, there's no way you would, you can possibly survive all the other things. Somebody can hit you with a pipe. You might survive. Somebody stab you. You might survive. You get shot. You might survive. You get hit with a 5,000 watt 
laser sword. <laughs> You're you're, t- you're done, son. Yeah. You just ask Han Solo. You're yeah. done. Yeah, I ask Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. That motherfucker, if somebody comes at you and they got the high ground, you're toast. <laughs> you're, you're Vader toast, man. I just, I mean, it is interesting, but what kind of weapon do you think would be cool to develop? I mean, besides a lightsaber, because I think we all agree a lightsaber is just a bad idea. But like, what kind of weapon don't we have that you're like, man, or even like what kind of technology do they have in Star Wars that you're like, don't don't focus on fucking lightsabers, focus on trying to make this happen. Like, what what would you think would be like worth your time more? The space jumps. Yeah, like like light speed kind Uh of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, we have to get to the point where we can even travel through space like that. But I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, and I'm sure that there might be somebody I mean, you, somewhere working on it. Yeah, I mean, you could even, even if it's not space jumps, if we, even if it's just like on Earth that we can go from one place to another place like that. Okay. That could change a lot of things. Yep. Yeah. Isn't it interesting in Star Wars that they have the technology to do warp speed go to go to you know light speed kind of thing but they don't have that kind of technology they don't have like transporter technology but you yeah. know who does star, star trek. trek which is why star trek is better than star wars <laughs> <sighs> well the technology is better i'll give it <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> but listen star trek happens in the future but star wars happened in a galaxy Far, far, far away, away, long, long ago. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. So that's why they don't have it. Then, they may I guess, not have got. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But it is kind of. I'm just saying they have all this other technology. Think about all the crazy technology that is in Star Wars. All the things they can do. They can carbon freeze people. They can make droids. They can make laser swords, laser guns. They have giant star destroyer ships and all these other things. But they never figured out a way to just you know. Anytime anybody in Star Wars is trying to get from one end of the planet to, you know, to the other or like find Luke lost on Hoth, you know, he's somewhere out there. And the only way we can find him is just by blindly flying around in a snowspeeder. <laughs> it's like, really? You don't have a fucking tracking, tracking? device on this guy? <laughs> Sonar or something? Right. We don't. We don't. <laughs> Anything. They didn't figure that out till the ninth movie. So they had a. <laughs> Whatever that dragon thing was and yeah. in uh, Kylo Ren's ship or whatever. Yeah, it right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's weird that they were able to, te- to detect that the Imperial probe droid was out there and kind of see that and detect that faintly. But then like Luke was just like, no clue. I mean, really, how far away could he have gotten from when he got attacked by that Wampa? What did that Wampa drag him like fucking 150 <laughs> miles to his cave? That was one determined fucking Wampa. He certainly did. I say let him have him. it. Motherfucker's got a gun. He's got a laser pistol. He's got a lightsaber. He's got the the calm, you know, ear thing. He well, can maybe talk. that cave blocked out the frequency that they couldn't find him in. Because wasn't he trapped in the cave with the Wampa? At or was first, he but he got away, oh. and then Han went out after him. And I understand the whole point was they were saying that they couldn't go out at night because the speeders wouldn't withstand the cold. The Tauntaun wouldn't, you know, the Tauntaun was going to die by the time he got to the first marker. (laughs) So I'll see you in hell. (laughs) So I get all that. But even like the next day when when the 
rogue leader or whatever is flying and he's and I think it was Rogue Two is flying and he's trying to find Han and and Luke and they're in that that you know Han's got the tent and Luke's inside that fucking dead tauntaun and stinking up the joint. <laughs> And he's just like, still no sign of them. It's like, what do you mean no sign of them? How do you not know where they are? <laughs> you don't have any kind of... Tra- you have all this technology. You can't track them? We've got that now. <laughs> We've got that in modern times. Like, why do you not have that? Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's probably the only worthwhile thing to get from Star Wars <laughs> would be the light speed travel because everything else is bullshit. <laughs> Well, speaking of technology from another movie franchise that we all, th- one of the things we all three of us do very much agree on is uh, some life imitating art here. Is there was an article about for the first time, supposedly, scientists had successfully extracted DNA from insects embedded in tree resin. What does this remind you of? Doesn't this remind you of something? Um, a movie called Carnosaur that I saw one time. <laughs> Ago that dealt with dinosaurs. Yeah, something that like was that. written before this movie called Jurassic Park even came out. Yeah, that's got to be it's got to so, be Carnosaur. I think it was Carnosaur. Probably yeah. Carnosaur. Yeah, no, yeah. it's fucking Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> but no, apparently, yeah. I mean, there's and there's still a lot of debate about like how useful it could actually be. But supposedly, um, these researchers collected these small uh, ambrosia beetles that were trapped in amber tree resin down in uh, Madagascar. They believe they can uh, extract small bits of the DNA and uh, I don't, I'll be curious to see like what they could do with that. Now, I mean, we've talked about this before, but now that this is like something that's in, legit in the news where it's like, hey, fuckers, guess what we can do now or might be able to do? Do we think this is a good idea still? <laughs> I know we talked about this when we did our Jurassic Park yeah. uh, discussion, but it's still a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, not even, never mind even, let's say, let's say it's not even just dinosaurs. Like, what if they could even just bring back other animals, like, from... And like bring, a beetle? I'm saying... Well, I guess what DNA did they, did they extract? Was it the beetle DNA, or is it... Yeah, I Because it's not like a mosquito where it sucks well, something and, else. And they're still claiming they don't think they'd be able to do that. They still think that they wouldn't be able to get it from a mosquito and make it viable to right. they still say that's fiction but because i don't know what the time frame is for dna before it like totally deteriorates where you can't even get any more like useful info out of it you know but right. th- but what i'm saying is if they were able to then start getting to the point where they could extract dna samples from other possible old like preserved like what if they found the remains of something like a woolly mammoth. Or... I was just going to say, there was actually talk about them trying to clone a woolly mammoth. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because we... they're only about 10,000 years old. I think the, yeah. the oldest skeleton or whatever they have remains. Something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, do we think that's like a good idea to start bringing those things back? Maybe just because of the year we're in. <laughs> I was you know? just going to say that. It just seems like a really bad idea because if that, you bring it back and possibly it's carrying something from what the old if one. right and they bring that back and we can't we don't have anything to fight that what if covid is a result of maybe some scientists that did Fucking exactly this yep. and now they came up with this article to cover it up <laughs> i'm just saying guys I'm just saying just talking just a couple people here talking in the basement about something yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if I believe in that, but I, I 
I do believe that, especially if they, I do believe that if they had the opportunity, I do think that they would try to bring these things back. And I agree with what Meg says. I, I just get of the mindset that when things go extinct and they're gone, it's kind of like for a reason. Now, that being said, I do realize there are a lot of things that are going extinct now or have gone extinct in the last several hundred years because of humans and that we've caused their extinction and everything. So you might want to sit there and say, well, what about them? You know, if you could bring those back, it's a little different. I'm more concerned about, I mean, cause I even think about things like that. Like when we've talked in the past about time travel and everybody's like, it'd be so amazing to time travel. And I'm like, mm, would it be though? Because your body is used to the way the environment you live in, in terms of the, you know, we don't have to worry generally about so many of the things like smallpox, you know, typhoid, and, typhoid, whatever, and all these plague. things that we've, yeah. yeah, that we have become, you know, immunized against and stuff. And we don't know what other things could even we could run into from back then because I'm sure there's stuff that just wasn't properly documented because they didn't mm-hmm. know what the fuck it was. Yeah. And bacteria and germs and different things like that. So if we were to go back a thousand years... And try to live there for a week or a month or a year or something like that. Like, what would that potentially do to us? And then couldn't that be like the reverse? If we brought something back from a thousand years. Right. What they need is like a special body force field to protect you when you're going back in time. And then you need like a decontamination thing before you come back. Yep. It's like you need like a little period, like a TARDIS to go into <laughs> I and <wonder> decontaminate. <laughs> like the TARDIS will always protect you. Has that ever been like written into any kind of time travel story or anything like that? That sort of thing where you have to do something like that? Um, it was in an Outer Limits episode from the 90s oh, called cool. Patient Zero. Okay. It was, um, is it Michael Rooker? Yeah. Yeah, he's in that episode. He has to go back in time like a thousand years or maybe a few hundred years, to find out who this one person was that was carrying this virus that obliterates like the future of humanity. Okay. And every time he comes back to the future, he has to go through this decam- de- decontamination process. So that's sort of what you're talking about here. Kind of, yeah. I mean, that's the general idea. But yeah, it'd be interesting if that was like a thing, like all the time, no matter what, even if you weren't going back to find some dude with a virus or whatever. Yeah. That'd be kind of an interesting concept. I'm claiming, I'm claiming ownership of that right now. I'm putting this out here for legal purposes. <laughs> I'm sure it's been written into some story somewhere and everything. I was just curious if if anybody knew. If anybody out there knows and is like, "Oh, that's totally from this book series or something like that," I'd be I'd be curious to know. We need more recommendations from people, man. You people got to get on it, man. Like, yeah, we got that one recommendation. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, the, what was the, it? What was it? The three body problem. Yeah, yeah. I already got it downloaded. As soon as I'm done with the book, I'm working on nice. it's next. Cool. Let us know. I will let everybody know. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't trust humans to make the right choices when it comes to these sorts of things. You know, it's like, I'm not against cloning in general, because I think there could be good things, benefits of doing cloning stuff. And I'm not, I'm not against, you know, various researching and uh, of of stuff. And I, I just don't trust what they're going to do with it because right. next thing you know it's like we're we're 
we've turned into like Tokyo in the 1950s and there's some giant monster coming out of the sea at us, some kind of man-made Godzilla type <laughs> Mothra type creatures. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we were experimenting on this in some lab over there. And it's like, oh, great. Thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> what do you suggest? And we are now in the home stretch, as usual, in the what do you suggest portion. Mm -hmm. And this is where we like to suggest things. We get very suggestive around these parts. (laughs) 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 But we like to suggest things that we've been checking out and that we think is worth other people checking out. And as usual, I will start with Vito. So I was really gung-ho to recommend Tremors Shrieker Island, which is the seventh installment of the Tremors series. Okay. It just came out um, as of this recording about two days ago. Okay. And I got rushed home to go watch it. I ordered a pizza, and I made the mistake of watching it when I was tired and after eating a piece of pizza. Well, a couple pieces of pizza. I was just going to say a, a, a piece, piece of pizza. never just one piece with me. No. But... uh. <laughs> And I, I was watching it. It was amazing. And then I fell asleep at some point because I was so tired. It's a great so recommendation. I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched the entire thing yet. But, but I'm going to this weekend. Yeah. And what you saw was awesome. Yeah, and what I saw was awesome. Yeah. Because yeah, it's a Tremors movie. Dude. I was just going to say, awesome. you're you're yeah. a big Tremors series. It's fan. my favorite creature, free, creature feature franchise of all time. That's hard to say. Yeah, it is. Creature feature franchise. Favorite creature feature. F- oh, wow. That's hard. See? Favorite creature feature franchise. No. God damn it. That's so hard. Favorite creature feature franchise of all time. Yeah. Holy shit. And you can't say without going franchise. Right. Oh, my. Francis. <laughs> all right. Well, definitely let us know because I'm curious to know more. I, I don't know if I saw anything beyond Tremors 2. I, think yeah, I, only I probably saw, haven't either. Really? I think maybe I only three. saw the first two. I want to say maybe I did see three. I, that's that's ringing a bell. Ass blasters ring a bell. Ass, yes. Okay. <laughs> ring that bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw the first three. Okay. Is what it is. I never saw four, five, and six. Four. That's like in the Wild West. It's I like did the not, origin. Did not. Yeah, see it's that. actually pretty good. Then yeah. five is like a new. Not a reboot, but it's they kind of re-envisioned what the Tremors look like because they go down to South Africa. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy is in it. He okay. plays Michael Gross's like sidekick for that one gotcha. and number six. And then now it's the seventh one with uh, Napoleon Dynamite himself, John yep. Peter. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I'll check out the other ones. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. Well, let us all know. Megan? Yes. Yes. <laughs> May I help you? <laughs> what is your suggestion? I have been addicted to this little game, this little app on my phone called Disney Emoji Game. (laughs) And basically you just play, it's like a matching game. Okay. And you get to all these different um, like emojis, you get to pick them. They all do different things to like one, um, like you paint flowers and it blows up all these emojis and like one gets rid of the whole bottom line and just random stuff like that. But you actually get to earn these all these Disney emojis that actually go into your phone. So when you're texting, oh, no you shit. have actual Disney ones you can oh, put in there. That's it's actually cool. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you can have little Donald Ducks and Mickey's and things like that mm-hmm. to put in your texting. Yep. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. So if you guys randomly get them, you know why. All right. <laughs> yeah. I just because I got it and I just want to. I was just going to say because I don't think I've gotten any of those from you. So I guess I'm just not special, you know. Yeah, there's special people. Jeez, oh, okay. <laughs> well, that sounds cool. Yeah, okay, I'm enjoying it. And that's just an app you can find in it's the app store? It's just a free app. Totally okay. free. 
Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, you get free lives and free gifts and on a daily basis. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Nice. I enjoy it. That sounds cool. All right. Well, for my recommendation, I am going to recommend toys. No. I haven't the recommended. The movie? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that. No, actual. Fun toys? <laughs> well, I think they're fun. I think these are cool. Uh, that, you know, I haven't recommended any toys in a while, but these toys are from the Hasbro uh, Star Wars Black Series. But more specifically, they just recently came out with a small limited edition uh, mini set of the six inch black series figures. And it's all the Mandalorian characters or it's a bunch of Mandalorian characters. But now these have been out previously. But what's significant about these is that they are called like the carbonized credits series. And what that means is, in fact, I have one here. Not that you guys can see it, but I can show my uh, compadres here, is that these figures, unlike the other Black Series figures that come in a box, these come on a blister card where the figure is like an old school card, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's done to look kind of old school and everything. But if you look at the paint app, I have a Cara Dune figure here. When you look at the paint apps on these figures, you can tell that they've got this kind of um, different carbonized you know motif to them and it comes with this credit what is that that is one of the uh beskar uh credit things that oh so can upgrade the armor yeah for the yeah the 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 metal whatever the precious metal is that they use so it comes with a little replica of that which is really neat and it only comes with these figures and probably my favorite part about this is the package art is the artwork they have at the end of every Mandalorian episode when they reenact or whatever through art mm-hmm. some of the key scenes from the episode you just watched and it had that we all commented yeah, on that's it. Yeah, it's all amazing. When we did when we did our Mandalorian uh retro. review retro review thing and stuff when we were talking about how great that artwork is, they actually used it to put on the card and then if you look on the back they have a full version of that artwork from the credits from the end credits nice these are really cool um these are very hard to get uh because they are limited this cara dune was from target it's a target exclusive if you want the mandalorian himself he is an amazon exclusive Mm. there is a heavy armor mandalorian where he's got the big bulky armor like the flamethrower kind of thing and stuff that was a uh, Best Buy exclusive. They have IG-11, which is probably my favorite one of the bunch because I just love that character and he looks great. And he was a GameStop exclusive. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's like a Death Trooper one and that might be Amazon as well. Uh, I will include links for all these for people. if you're So if you're like, oh, those sound really awesome, look in the description below, whether you're listening to this on Podbean or something like that, or if you're looking at this and listening to this on YouTube, it will all be in the description for you guys to go find these things. But they are tough to get. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, I was, I was lucky to get my hands on these. And some of them are still kind of, I haven't gotten the Mandalorian yet or that Death Trooper. I have the other ones. Um, they're just coming out now. They're going to be coming out between now and Christmas. So if you're interested in these folks at home, jump on them. If you need more information or anything like that, you can always message us. And 
with that, we encourage you, please message us. Please uh, leave us your comments, likes, all that kind of stuff, because we highly uh, encourage it and want to hear from you. Yes, please. Yes, ma'am. And as always, before we go, we love to recommend other podcast shows or YouTube channels or whatever for you to check out because it's not all about us. As much as we love you guys listening to us, we also encourage you to check out other shows because we've got ones that we're big fans of or some that we're friends with or ones that inspired us. And uh, a show that I really enjoy that's been going on for a little while now, and it's part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. It's a show called Supermates. It's the husband and wife geek cast. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's this guy, Chris. He's been a regular on the Mego Museum Forum for a long time now. Really, really good dude. Super good guy. Very knowledgeable of a lot of stuff. Very cool. And his wife is cool, too, Cindy. And they do a show where they talk about... You know, all the kind of stuff like we talk about. But what's in particular really cool about this time of year, right around like October, November, is they do a whole thing where they talk specifically about classic horror movies. Okay. And it's my kind of horror. Like they get more into like, they get more into like Hammer films and stuff like that and classic universal horror. Mm -hmm. They delve more into that kind of stuff. The Gorgon and all those great movies I used to watch on like Saturday afternoons and yeah. and Saturday evenings. And that would scare the shit out of me because I was watching them when I was way too young. <laughs> and I know they're laughable to a lot of people now. But to me, this is what I consider to be great horror. But yeah, Chris and Cindy, they, they have this awesome show. Like I said, it's called Supermates. If you're into that kind of stuff, if you just want to hear... A couple, and it's it's sometimes it's funny how they argue a little bit about about never really argue, I guess, but you know what Bigger I mean. Bigger like we do, <laughs> but they just you know they talk about their comparing their tastes and everything, and then of course Chris also does do offshoot things where he's got shows and segments where he talks about toys, which of course you know that's my favorite thing, <laughs> and I'll talk I'll you know I'll talk more about that in another episode because it's kind of a separate thing. I'll definitely uh, refer that, but in the meantime. Yeah, go check out Supermates Podcast. You can find it on the fireandwaterpodcast.com network. So if you go to that link, I will put it down below. And uh, let them know that we sent you, please, if you go check it out. And hopefully you'll enjoy it. And on that note, I think it's time to say adieu. Adios. See ya. Thanks for checking out the show, everybody. We'll see you soon with episode number 12. We got a whole dozen. Man, crazy. Make it. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Megan is done braining for tonight. <laughs> yep. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.